Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, March 21st, 2021. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joining you today for this really exciting Sunday. It is power packed here at Coach Talk. Uh, we're coming off another great night. Uh, we had some some big winners. My partner there, Andrew Hansen, uh, just crushed uh, a nice, nice hit. Uh, and man, he he utilized our clipboard and um, the podcast and some of our uh, discussions to to build a, a little bit different lineup. Uh, just a, a, a two pivots or so, and it just uh, smashed. And then uh, it was a fun night, you know, for for my main builds and a lot of our members obviously followed in suit. But uh, it was the rare sweep in uh, both uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, and on top of that, Yahoo. And uh, you know, that's the way we like to do it. I mean, we had some people have some big takedowns. We've had some people uh, yesterday with just bankroll building kind of moves, which is fine as long as you're. You know, if you're putting in 30 bucks into a slate and you leave the slate with 50, uh, that's pretty damn good. You know, do that for, you know, a couple of weeks and all of a sudden your bankroll is going to start looking great. So, uh, you know, again, we cater to those single uh, single entry con uh, uh, type contests, the cash games. We're really trying to build it and not, you know really waste a lot of money trying to hit for a million dollars kind of thing. Um, so, you know, we're doing it the right way where our members have been super disciplined. I've had a lot of one-on-ones with them going great. So want to keep building on that. It's a great time to be involved at DFS coach talk. You can get a three day pass for $10 uh, or you can get all kinds of different memberships. Our best membership today by far is it's a 149betus.com.pa membership and what you do is you go to betus.com.pa sign up with the promo code coach talk all one word no space and you will receive uh, 125 in your account at betus to bet on the ncaa tournament or whatever you want to play and you get a free membership with coach talk all the way until june 1 best deal in the world so we hope you jump on that uh, we want to thank our sponsors for this podcast. Uh, that would be Monkey Knife Fight, Super Draft, and the aforementioned BetUS. All three of them, if you go to their websites and put in the promo code COACHTALK, you will receive a special bonus uh, as uh, on top of, of what you already are putting in there. So um, definitely take advantage of that. If you want to look at all of our bonuses, go to DFSCoachTalk.com. We have a partners and sponsors page, and every single one of them have a promo code. Uh, a lot of them unique to us, some that give you money back, you know, really good promo codes. So I would uh, advise you, depending on what you, you like, we have partnerships with, uh, you know, the, the big boys like DraftKings and FanDuel, also Yahoo!, and then you've got Monkey Knife Fight, uh, No House Advantage, Super Draft, uh, on down the line. We have about 10 relationships. So just, just go to DFSCoachTalk.com and attack, uh, attack those, baby, because they're free money and uh, got to take advantage of it. Okay, no more messing around. I wanted to get all that out of the way at the beginning because I'm going to get on what you would call a roll here. Because it's odd, we have a fully packed 10-game NBA slate today, which is really, really exciting. It's broken into two slates, actually, on both DraftKings and FanDuel. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do the early four-game slate, early only, on both FanDuel and DraftKings. On Yahoo, they do not offer that. It's the full 10 games. So uh, I'm going to talk about FanDuel and DraftKings on this podcast as normal. And so we'll t we'll break it into that four-game early slate, and then there's a six-game slate tonight. We're going to hit all 10 of them right now. A little bit abbreviated than normal because the first game starts at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, which is very early. So, all right, I, it may even be noon. Let me double-check that so I don't speak out of turn. It is at, uh, let's see here, 
Yeah, it's 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm correct. So uh, noon for me here in Dallas. That's why I had to double check. So I want to get this podcast up early enough that everybody can take a good advantage of, uh, you know, checking everything out. So, uh, you know, it's going to be coming up quickly. I didn't want to throw the pot on last night because I, I didn't have all the lines. You don't have all the player injury information. So I know we only have about three and a half hours or so until uh, the first tip. So I'm going to get this podcast out there so everybody has a chance to listen and get those lineups ready uh, to join us in Discord 30 minutes before lock. So we'll be in there at 1230, and then we'll go back in again at uh, 630 for the 7 p.m. night slate. So doubleheader slate today. Love it, love it. We're looking for the brooms. We want to sweep the weekend. That is definitely the plan. Okay. <clears throat> First game on the list. It is that earliest game at one. It's the Indiana Pacers at the Miami Heat. The Heat are minus five and a half. The over-under is a week 218. So very low. Implied total for the Pacers, 106 and a half. Miami Heat, 112. As far as injury injuries go, we do have two pieces of information we have to discuss here on the Miami side. Uh, Iguodala questionable, and the bigger one is Drogic questionable, because then you know you start talking about uh, the possibility of of playing one of those guards in Miami, which we normally can't do because uh, the depth uh, at that position for them. So you know if you look at this game right now, the Probable starters for the 18 and 22 Pacers are Brogdon, Lavert, Holiday, Sabonis, and Turner like normal. Miami is at 22 and 20. Uh, looks like Nunn, Robinson, Butler, Adebayo, and Olenek. So, you know, if, if Drogic does play, he'll come off the bench. Um, you know, you've got two, two solid teams both in the playoff hunt in the East. A um, couple of things to look at here. Um, Jimmy Buckets, uh, man, he's when he's on his game this year, he has been putting up numbers like nobody's business. So for this early four-game slate, the fact that he'll get to play some against uh, Justin Holiday, probably some against Lavert, um, you know, maybe even when they bring McDermott in off the bench. Bottom line is I don't think they have the best matchup for Jimmy. Uh, I like him in this game a lot. I think he's due for one of his triple-double smash games. And he's really the guy that I'm going to uh, on that side of the ball. Um, the bigs, you know, Sabonis Turner. Sabonis is extremely expensive, uh, but I do respect Bam's defense. Um, Kelly Olenek has had some great runs with guys out. Uh, but with Jimmy Butler back, uh, I don't think he's... Uh, affected as far as in a positive manner with uh, Jimmy and Bam being back. He shined when those guys were out, uh, but now he's second a secondary pair, player that I don't think we need to go to on this slate. Miles um, Turner's been solid too, but you know the pace of this game and the total, just you know the stronger defense. Uh, not a game I'm going to target, uh, even though it's only four games. Um, on the Indiana side, Levert's price is, uh, you know, starting to rise a little bit. It's in the range where you're not sure one way or the other. Uh, you know, I think he'll get some Jimmy Butler defense, to be honest with you, which is enough to not play him. So uh, not really not really thrilled with this game. Uh, probably going to try to see if I can fit Jimmy Butler in. You know, you could look at the guards if Dragic does sit because Hero gets a lot more burn off the bench. Um, but with Nunn and Robinson, a few of their other guys, it still is hard to go to uh, guards for Miami, in my opinion. All right, game two is uh, in that early slate is the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets. Uh, right now we have Shea out, huge news. Horford out, huge news. So that's, that's the two big pieces of information. Uh, on Houston's side, it's also big because the darling of DFS here this last week or so, Mr. Porter Jr. is out. 
Um, Nawaba is also going to be out for an extended time. He decided to have the wrist surgery, uh, so he will be lost to the team. Um, right now, the probable lineups for the 17 and 24 Thunder are Jerome Dort, Pokaszewski, Roby, and Brown. For Houston, it's Wall, Oladipo, House, Tate, and Wood. And again, you know, we need to watch this news as the day goes on. Uh, a couple of things here. I think that Moses Brown now is back in the picture. Uh, I faded him, luckily, the last time, uh, and it, it really was a big advantage on the slate for me. But the fact that Horford is not playing and Brown gets that start, I think he's interesting. You know, he's going to get quite a bit of burn at center. Um, Christian Wood is back, though, for Houston, and he's playing fantastic basketball, and he's a very good defender. So you've got some good pace to work with here. But uh, Moses Brown, at his price, still has to be a consideration for me. Uh, the other guy that I like here, believe it or not, and, and I think he's priced right, is Ty Jerome. I mean, Ty is trying to really get a contract here, and he's playing well. And, you know, Shea doesn't have to worry about Shea being in there. There's no Diallo. They traded him away. So I think he gets full run and can take advantage of that backcourt uh, for Houston. Um, on the Houston side, I've been playing Oladipo a ton and he's paid off a ton, but I've just got a hunch he's going to get Lou Dort defense. And that concerns me, uh, without question. Um, you know, John Wall is, uh, scheduled in right now, but we have to see he's been playing, you know, quite a few games, uh, now also, but is an option, um, you know, and, and gets definitely gets a look. Uh, I like Christian Wood a lot, but his darn price is just massive. And I'm not sure he's ready for any of those blowout games. So I'm not going to quite go there just yet. Uh, I look more towards possibility of Wall if he's playing with no minutes restriction. Um, and if not, you know, I will give Wood a second look uh, with uh, also pairing up with probably Ty Jerome on the uh, and Moses Brown for the value side on the Thunder. Uh, I think it's an important game. Lots of points, lots of intense play here. It's uh, it's definitely a game where uh, you know you're going to need some exposure. Uh, more than likely, you know, two and two or one for me. This is one of my favorite games uh, on the slate. So uh, you know, focus on especially that it's a four gamer. You know, uh, it's very easy to get four guys in from this game, and that's what I will probably do. All right, game three on that early slate. It is the New Orleans Pelicans, 17 and 24. The Denver Nuggets, 25 and 16. We have uh, ball for New Orleans questionable. So that may changes a lot if he does not play. Uh, if he's out, uh, it, it shuffles the deck here, and this becomes a more... Uh, possible game for the Pelicans, in my opinion. Uh, on Denver's side, Monte Morris has been ruled out. So we've got Pelicans probables. Uh, if Ball's out, more than likely will either be uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Uh, I think he gets, they don't have that up yet, but that's who I would think may get the spot start. Um, again, they, they may just go with, uh, you know, uh, split guys at that position, or it could be Josh Hart that jumps in. So, you know, I think Hart and uh, Nog get the best bump for sure. Uh, you know, a little bit more leaning on Ingram and Williamson, but they don't have the person delivering the ball like Lonzo does. So it, it stings them a little bit on that side. Um, Denver's probables, Murray, Barton, Porter, Millsap, and Jokic, so no change there of any, uh, you know, anything that's stunning. You will get, uh, you know, you do have Zion probably going against uh, a, a little bit slower Paul Millsap at this point in his career, and uh, maybe even a little Michael Porter. So it is a good matchup for Zion. I'm just a little concerned that his number goes down uh, a bit with ball off the court. Quick coffee drink. All 
All right. And on the Denver <clears throat> side with that, I think the most advantageous play there uh, could be Jamal Murray if he's really got his head in the game and he's ready to go and he hits that streak where we're just feeling he's going to hit a, a hot streak coming up. Uh, Pels don't play good defense at all. So Murray is, is highly in play for me here. Uh, I know he's super risky, risk-reward kind of guy, but even though he can have a, a mediocre game, I think he just has as much of the potential to have a really blowout game. So I'm leaning towards Murray for the first time in quite some time. Will Barton's been super steady, super consistent. He's really been their uh, rock player after uh, Jokic uh, since, you know, maybe the return of the All-Star break. So Barton's always in play at that number. Definitely can consider him. Uh, Michael Porter as well, getting more burn. The only problem is Denver has a lot of their bench back, and there is more of a rotation. Um the Joker came through for me the last time, but I'm not going to go back there with that huge price. Uh, and he gets a little Steven Adams laying on him and then uh, uh, rested Jackson. He's coming in to try to block some shots there uh, as well. So definitely like some exposure here. Jamal Murray, I think, in play. Barton needs to be considered looking at, uh, you know, if Josh Hart is going to start or Nikhil Alexander. Alexander will have the news beforehand, I would hope. Um, if not, and we lock it down, I may roster one of them and make sure that I have a pivot in this Pelicans-Denver game uh, or the other game that starts 30 minutes after that, Orlando-Boston. So sometimes you have to set it up that way where you got a placeholder guy. If he's going to play, if he doesn't, you have to have a plan because it does no good if you put a placeholder guy in, then you can't sub him for anybody at all that's any good. So you want to, you may you have to do a 2v2 kind of situation on that also. All right, the fourth and final game of the early slate. It's a 3.30 p.m. Eastern Magic, 14 and 27, Boston, 20 and 21. Uh, as far as injuries go in this one, Ross is out and Ennis is out. So that's important. We also have a question. I'm sorry, Ennis and Carter Williams are questionable. The only one that's been ruled out is Ross. So we, that's important, especially with Carter Williams starting at the point. He missed the last game. So the question is, does Chase and Randall step up? Uh, does it elevate uh, our man Aaron Gordon, who plays a lot of point forward? Um, you know, there's a lot of possibilities here. Fournier was on fire the last game. And, uh, you know, I think he is the recipient of some of that Carter Williams um, usage because Chase and Randall really doesn't do a whole lot of anything when he's out there. He's uh, pretty uh, very not involved with the offense. So, you know, we're, we're going to have to look at that news and see how it shakes out. On the Boston side, um, it's Tristan Thompson that's out today. So, it certainly elevates Daniel Tice, who's been a popular play the last couple of times, and he did very well um, without having to worry about, uh, you know, three guys at the bigs with, with Thompson being out. It's more of a Daniel Tice and Robert Williams share, if you will. And Tice can play some four also. So you do have some uh, advantage there with a few extra minutes for Tice. Robert Williams has been terrific. And Vuk's not the best interior defender, uh, but I think Robert Williams is certainly in play the way he's been smashing his minutes recently and his price being good. You got to consider him. Um, Kemba Walker, you know, some of it depends on who's playing a point for Orlando as far as the defensive matchup. Um, you know, if it's Nikhil Alexander Walker, I think Kemba Walker can take advantage of that. Um, you know, we just need to see who that is, uh, Chase and Randall as well. If Michael Carter-Williams is ruled in, he can be an irritant defensively uh, for Kemba. And Kemba hasn't been quite as himself, but his price is right, and he is in consideration for me. Uh, Marcus Smart is probably the only reason I didn't jump on Eric Fournier in the last game because he's been shooting it well. I think that Smart will deter that for sure. 
Um, Smart's just getting back into it. He had missed quite some time. Um, he's starting to feel his legs a little bit and improve. Hasn't really paid his price yet, uh, his salary yet, but I think he's getting closer and uh, Fournier can't defend. So, you know, Smart could be a very sneaky play on this four-game slate that could really uh, help your lineup. Um, as far as the two big boys, uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, we're sort of getting into that issue now where which one is the better play that day? You know, there's a price difference. Tatum's a little more. You know, but what do the matchups look like? Um, you've got Aaron Gordon and Aminu probably guarding those guys. Um, you know, Gordon can jump and he's long, but Brown is is probably going to beat him off the dribble pretty pretty darn easily. Uh, Aminu was a very fine defender in his day. I think that day is slightly past. So Tatum is another huge play uh, that should be able to take advantage of that situation. So in actuality, a lot of, uh, you know, what I like here on the Boston side are the two big boys, uh, Brown and Tatum. The question is, can I fit them in? I haven't had a bunch of, of pay-up guys yet. So I'm, you know, my only concern is Orlando is not good. And if Boston blows them out, you know, that would hurt. But Boston's played such bad basketball. I mean, they've lost to some teams they had no business losing to whatsoever. Uh, they lost to the Kings for crying out loud. So under that prowess, I would assume this game stays fairly close. Uh, therefore, the Celtics may be. Uh, the key play for me on this card. I, they have got to be feeling the heat. They're below 500 again at 20 and 21. So uh, I may show a lot of faith in uh, Mr. Hanson Celtics. So I can't holler at him, uh, or I mean, I can holler at him on the podcast tomorrow when we're back on together. And I'll, if they if they bust, I will blame him. If they win the slate for me, I will take credit for it myself. <laughs> so there you go. All right, we're going to get ready for now the six-game main slate that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. Let me take this time just quickly. Sign up with us. Get in our Discord. It's the way to get all the winners. We've been putting up uh, our DraftKings clipboard for the main slate, full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo!, for the, the main slate. And then we've been playing the after hour slate and having a lot of success with that as well. So we are hammering away at this NBA, uh, these NBA schedules and really, really uh, catching fire. We're actually nine and two in our last 11 days, which is way better than the way we started when we were, you know, just really pushing hard to get over the hump. But, uh, you know, our process has kicked in. The, the schedules kicked in, this COVID world and all the stuff that's going on with how it affects games. We're figuring out better what coaches are going to do in rotations when they're shorthanded, which everybody seems to be at one point or another. So this is the best time. You can go right to DFSCoachTalk.com, sign up there, um, or you can uh, use that BetUS.com, uh, .pa, sign up there, for 149, then shoot us uh, a tweet at DFS Coach Talk. Let us know that you did that. We'll confirm and get you, get you right into Discord uh, same day, uh, really same couple of minutes. Uh, we get that done very quickly. Um, one thing I'll ask, I'll ask it here. Please on YouTube. This is important. Thumbs up, subscribe button, alert button up in the top. That means a lot to us. We're trying to move up past some of these, uh, you know, really big time uh, shows and different things that are out there that have been around a long time. We're trying to catch up. We need your help to do that. And beating that algorithm on YouTube is a, is a big help in doing that. Those thumbs ups and subscribes mean a lot. Same thing if you're listening to us on audio. If uh, all of them, you know, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're everywhere. Uh, if you can, take a second, give us a five stars, give us a quick comment. 
Again, all of those are algorithm busters for those different uh, podcast hosting spots. And we want to jump to the top of the list. So uh, these pods are free in front of the paywall seven days a week. Our big ask on these is that you take that few seconds, depending on how you watch or listen to our show, rate it, review it, and, and help us move up the line. All right, my friends, six-game main slate starting at 7 o'clock. Uh, it is Toronto and Cleveland, Raptors 17-24, and 24, Cleveland 15-26. and 26. Right now for Cleveland, we have McGee questionable, and we have Prince and Love remain out. Uh, nothing on the Toronto side, which is like, what? Toronto's been playing with like eight guys forever. They've got the full band back together, man. So look out, Cleveland. Um, it, the starting lineup probable is Lowry, Van Vliet, Powell, Ananobi, and Siakam. So they've got uh, some guys coming off the bench now that are really uh, you know, good players. They're, they've had to shuffle them back to the bench. So they'll be deeper and more dangerous, and they need it. They're seven games under 500. Uh, this is when, you know, if they're going to make a run, it starts now. For Cleveland, the probables are Garland, Sexton, Okoro, Nance, and Allen, as expected. Um, you know, a couple things here. You know, this game, very, uh, you know, difficult to, to predict because I think it's going to be lower scoring. Um, you know, Toronto's defense has improved. I think uh, this is not the game you want to jump on right off the bat. But there are a few plays, you know, we've we've played Powell a ton, Lowry a ton because of the shorthandedness. But, you know, if if they're going to have the full uh, entourage back there, makes it tough against a Cleveland team that plays slow and plays decent defense, uh, you know, and they're scrappy. So, you know, not really thrilled with a ton of this uh, Toronto uh, lineup. I mean, now you've got Boucher and, and a bunch of guys coming off the bench, you know, some of the value guys as well. You know, you would think there's going to be some rust with getting the team all back out there. But to have Lowry, Van Vliet, and Siakam and all that usage getting pushed around to everybody, even though it's Cleveland, it just it makes it too shaky of a, a cash game play. And I, I'm a cash game player. You can take a few swings with uh, some of the Toronto guys in a GPP, but I just don't think the floor is safe enough, uh, you know, to the ceiling potential with all of the usage getting moved around. Um, as far as the Cleveland side of the ball, Sexton and Garland have played great ball uh, for quite some time now. I don't like the matchup against that Toronto backcourt, though. I think that can cause them a little bit of trouble there. Larry Nance remains a decent price, um, and he's done a lot in the paint. But he does get on uh, Ananobi back today to defend him, who's very tough defender. So if he's 100%, I think he'll give him some trouble. And Jared Allen, you know, this should be a Jared Allen game, especially when they go small with Siakam at center. You know, they will bring Boucher in a lot to guard him as well. Um you know, I just don't feel comfortable enough to go there. So this will be the first game of the evening slate. But our, as of right now, as it stands, it's going to be a complete pass for the coach. All right. Another 7 o'clock game, the Chicago Bulls at 18 and 22 and the Detroit Pistons 12 and 29. We're looking at some uh, injuries here from the Detroit side. Two guys ruled out. Magruder and Ellington, which makes that backcourt a little bit thinner. Um, let's talk about Detroit first. Uh, they had really good games from Frank Jackson again, starting. So good for him, man. He's trying to catch on with the team. So they're right now their probable starting uh, five is Wright, Jackson, Bay, Grant, and Plumley. Grant has been very mediocre, not real thrilled with the way he's been playing. I don't know if it's... He's not 100% or the reality of it, that he's not really that super, super elite player that he was playing like. I don't know. But it just, you know, it's made it tough to roster. Um, I think you can consider Wright and, and Frank Jackson, one or the other, um, because they're both 
priced cheap. They're both going to get a lot of burn. Uh, Sadiq Bey has done nothing to hurt himself from being in lineups. He's been super consistent. He's been actually their go-to guy at times. And for a guy that was drafted 19th as a rookie here, a lot of teams, including my Mavs, passed up on him. They had the 18th pick. Uh, Doss and I were jumping up and down. We, we thought 100% they'd take Sadiq Bey. And they took Josh Green, who I don't think he's going to play in this league. Sorry to be negative, but he just he's undersized, et cetera. So uh, I say that to to uh, you know all to say that Sadiq Bay is certainly in my player pool. His price is right, and he's showing consistency even though he's a rookie. Um, Grant right now a little overpriced. Mason Plumley at times gets played off the floor, and I'm concerned that Chicago's going to do that. You know they. Their probable lineup is Sadoransky, Levine, Williams, Markin, and, and Young instead of Carter Jr. at center. They've experimented with that lately, and it's worked okay for Chicago. So in that instance, it almost, you know, it concerns me about the minutes Plumlee's going to get, especially with the, the young bigs uh, behind him with Stewart and uh, Dumbuyu. They're both going to get minutes there, so... Until further notice, unless the other team has a big stud center that they need Plumley, you know Plumley's physique and you know strength to battle him, uh, he's not going to be in my player pool. So, what does it look like on the Chicago side? Well, you've got some crowdedness at the bigs now. All of a sudden, that they have the majority of their guys back, so that is a concern. Uh, you know, Delon Wright's a fine defender. Um, will I think he may guard Zach Levine, which scares me a little bit there. And that would leave Frank Jackson on Sadoransky. So, you know, it's going to sound very bizarre here, but Sadoransky and Jackson uh, are really the two super-duper value guys that I like from this game. I think they both get decent run. Yes, there are subs that are going to come in. We know, you know, Kobe White's going to get his run with Chicago, but... If you're building a lineup out and we've got massive megastars in these next four games, uh, you know, it, it makes it very difficult to uh, to pay up for many guys. So where you can grab the value unless more opens up uh, this afternoon, which it very well may. That's why it's imperative to be into in our discord. Uh, also follow us on Twitter. I'm at uh, we're all at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. So, you know, there are some value plays here I really like. I think that uh, the two rookies are also interesting here. Patrick Williams, Cheap, and Sadiq Bay. So this could be the coach value game of the day where we could grab a couple of guys uh, that, you know, can make the rest of our roster work. All right, let's go to the next one. The Washington Wizards, 15 and 25, the Brooklyn Nets, 28 and 14. Okay, so we've got the eye of the storm matchup, the two big scoring teams. Everybody's playing except for Durant, basically. Uh, you know, and the other injuries in this game um, are we've got Green uh, right now that's probable. And Blake Griffin, to make his first ever performance with the Brooklyn Nets, is probable as well. So, looks like we've got full teams both ways, uh, other than Bertans, who's already been ruled out uh, for Washington. And then we know Durant. So, uh, great pace, bad defense, booming DFS uh, game. I mean, it blows away every other game on the slate. The question is, how many guys from this game? And, you know, can you really go deep here? I think, you know, to for me, I, I feel like you have to have a minimum of three players from this game. And, you know, more is, is fine. But if you don't have at least three, you try to squeeze by with a one-off or maybe just two guys that aren't two main guys, you may have to just play catch-up because – these teams are going to score like lunatics here. Um, and I'll just go right straight to the top four guys. No horsing around. I don't think there's any need to really go with secondary guys much. 
The question is, who do you want to play? And I know this is no mystery, and I say no, no kidding, Coach, but normally I fade a lot of the big prices. I don't see that it's easy to fade Westbrook, Beal, Harden, or Irving. I mean, I know they're four of the more expensive guys. There's no way you can play them all. But I really think you need to find a way to play your favorite, too. Um, and whether it's Westbrook and Beal or Harden and Irving or a mixture of the four, for me, I really like that continuity of have having one guy on each side. So the you know the million dollar question is who, you know, uh, Westbrook has looked like an absolute maniac since the All Star break. He he took that missing the All Star game for the first time in a long long time very seriously, and it has given him an insane amount of uh, you know push and drive. So you know. I don't see how you, you don't go after him here. Certainly a highlighted game. Everybody's going to be watching this game. It's against the big dogs from Brooklyn. Um, you know, can Washington hang with Brooklyn? That's the first issue you have to get past. Because if everybody stacks this game and it blows out and Brooklyn's up 30 going into the fourth quarter, it's going to kill people's lineups. So the risk is, you know, do you play it lighter? and hope that happens, I think you have to have some exposure. You can't just fade this game. Um, or do you just not worry about that and ride it out based on, you know, other people's chalk? For me, I'm leaning towards that last one, which, you know, you still have to pick the right guys. Nobody's going to play all the studs here. So for me, the stud guys are Westbrook. And I have to say it, Harden, I know his price is like, $10 million. But those are the two guys that I'm leaning towards as the two best plays in this game. Um, for any secondary guys, you know, I have to say this too, and I swore to God I wouldn't, but Alex Len has been good. He, the only game he absolutely sucked was the game that I played him, and I still hate him, but I'm going to consider him because of his price and how much he's been involved. I'm not leaning that direction, but I had to suck it up here and mention it. I think, you know, Robin Lopez still takes enough away from him that he's not a great play, uh, you know, overall. As far as any of the secondary guys on Brooklyn, um, you know, Jeff Green more than likely playing is a good thing. Joe Harris is always uh, a decent secondary play. Um, there's also some guys that contribute off the bench for both teams. But for me, I don't want to go that deep. Um, Hashimura has not let me down. He's been playing super hard in big minutes. Um, it will be an up and down game. And if he gets those large minutes, uh, you got to consider. So I'm looking at Westbrook and then on the, the cheaper side, probably Hashimura or Lynn. Um, and then on the Brooklyn side, like I say, I'm leaning to Harden. And then uh, really backup-wise, I'm a little concerned about all of the rotations uh, and the people they're playing, so I'm probably not going to go deeper than that. So more than likely going to end up with three out of this game. That's you know going to take a bunch of my guys, spots up and a bunch of my salary. So hopefully some of that uh, value that I've got in the other games will kick in. So don't be afraid to play this game uh, because you think everybody's going to play and it's chalk they still have to make big decisions because you can't play the superstars. So that that's my key takeaway from that game. All right, the next one is Philadelphia and the New York Knicks. Uh, the Knicks, uh, Mitch Robb may return. He's questionable, uh, but the point guard situation is still a massive dilemma. Rose is out, but now uh, Elf and Quickly are questionable. So I'm not going to waste a ton of time on this game because I'm extremely frustrated with the fact that we have this Knicks dilemma every game, trying to figure out who's going get, to get the minutes and play. The go-to guy that I've gone to recently is Alec Burks, and he's been a monster stud. But not going to go to him today. I'm, in fact, I'm just going to pretend like those guards don't exist, because here we are with Ben Simmons' situation. He missed the last game, late scratch, Maybe it was so that he could come out and play this one. Uh, it, he's still questionable, game time decision kind of uh, spot. 
But if he plays here, I, you know, I, and without limitations, I still think he's a great play. I'm not sure I can afford to pay up for him. If he doesn't play, I want to go right back to the well with my favorite play from last night, who just crushed it. Even after a slow start, he crushed it. And that was Shake Milton. Uh, we were doing the shake, rattle, and roll here for sure. But I think that kid's a, a stud, needs to start for some team. If they're not going to play him here, then they should move him because he's an everyday NBA starter, in my opinion. So uh, we need that news on Simmons. That affects the other news. Also, if Simmons sits, you know, the chalk is play on the board yesterday. It would be again today. Tobias Harris, he murdered the slate with 62, I think, at least. So, you know, if if Simmons does sit, which I don't think he will, I think he's going to play on this second game. Uh, on the back-to-back. So, you know, if if Simmons plays, it's going to bump Harris for me. Simmons is out. Uh, I'll probably go back to the same duo, Shake Milton and, and uh, Tobias. Um, on the Nick, and I do want to say that Howard really came through. Also, don't feel it in this game with the slow pace for New York and the good defense in the interior. Um, and they may even have Mitch Robb back, so I'm not going there. Knicks, again, can't say anything till we know the news. It could be an automatic play, for, you know, of a quickly or, you know, who knows here. We just need to see who's in and who's out for the Knicks guards uh, before we make that decision. Uh, again, like I mentioned before, I do lean Alec Burks uh, as, a, as a decent player. But here's the thing. The Danny Green Thibel defense against Barrett and and guys like Burks, that concerns me, and the pace concerns me. So I'm not going there. Julius Randle, just too expensive in this game with good defense to for me. He is phenomenal, though. I just don't have the money to pay him. Noel hasn't been playing quite as much or quite as well, and now the possible addition to Mitch Robb definitely concerns me. So Really, it's probably you know going to be it's going to be tough for me to have exposure for the Knicks unless they have a specific guard with the other ones out playing point. Then I will jump there. And Philly, same thing. The Simmons news will be the the deciding factor there. All right, one more sip. All right, we have two games left. Two late games. They're both at 10 p.m. Eastern. What a card tonight, man. So amazing. Uh, Lakers 28 and 14, Suns 27 and 13. Uh, we all know that Braun is out for an extended period of time with a high ankle sprain and no timetable on the return of Anthony Davis. So we're looking at a whole new Lakers team. Their two superstar first ballot Hall of Fame guys are going to be eight out for quite a while. And by happenstance here, they're playing the Suns. Lakers are 28 and 14. Phoenix is 27 and 13. They are right on their heels. And it's, you know, Suns have a full lineup of guys. Um, they also get Cam Johnson back today. He's already been ruled in. So you got a full Phoenix team playing in Phoenix, a game basically behind the Lakers. Lakers are missing their two superstars. So how is this going to pan out? I think the first thing everybody's going to do is run to some of these Lakers because the amount of usage that's lost now that LeBron also is out is stunning. Um, the question is, who's going to be the recipient? I looked through everything I could try to look at here through basketball reference to figure out where all of that usage, it, usage is going to go and who's going to benefit the most. And I've come up with three guys from the Lakers that I think immediately become playable. And a fourth guy, I'm going to give you all four, because you can't play all four of these guys, but the price is fine. They could be slate breakers, any one of these four. And I'm going to try to fit in at least one or maybe two of them, depending on how cheap I can get them. And these are the four guys that I believe you'll see their prices go up in the next couple of weeks with the big dogs out and the fact that these guys will take over the offensive uh, scoring and flow for this game. And that's Dennis Schroeder, 
Kyle Kuzma, Taylor Horton Tucker, and Mr. Morris. Those are the four guys. Uh, Morris was the, the fourth one in, but the other three guys are really my key guys. So I could easily have two of these guys coming out of this game, but more than likely one just because I do respect the Phoenix defense. But those guys that I mentioned will be making my rosters like crazy until their price gets adjusted up, up, up. Phoenix side, the regulars, Paul Booker, Bridges, Crowder, Aiton, again, you know, broken record. I should just have a little recording for this section. The Suns really share the ball. Paul Booker and Aiton share it a lot. You know, they have uh, the addition of Cam Johnson back. Bridges and Crowder can fire it up a bit. And it just creates a difficult situation. Now, the Lakers are not going to be anywhere close to the number one rated defensive team that they are with their rotations all changing and without Davis and LeBron in there, who, by the way, were both in the top 5% defensively. So James uh, has really defended well uh, in stretches this year. So, you know, the the question is, does anybody bust over that hump to – to uh, for Phoenix that can make a big impact here. You know, the, the perimeter defense for the Lakers isn't what it used to be. Uh, Caldwell Pope gets after pretty good, though, and I think he'll probably grab Booker. Uh, really, the guy in this game, if I do pay up for a player from Phoenix, I really like Chris Paul here, and I'm not, I haven't played him that often because I think he's overpriced, but it just fits into a game that, I think he'll create the tempo and dictate what goes on. I think uh, for the uh, guys that like to play the prop bets, I like whatever the number is for Chris Paul's over on assists. I think he'll really be the meister out there for this game and take advantage of, of no LeBron and AD. So if I have the money, he's not a must, but Paul would be my uh, play up and then some of that Lakers brand new uh, value would come into play. Okay, we're finally at the end. All 10 games, both slates, early and late. It's the Dallas Mavericks, 21 and 19. The Portland Trailblazers, 25 and 16. Willie Cauley-Stein and James Johnson, two of the depth players in the interior for the Mavericks, are out. And, of course, Portland has all their dudes back. We know Collins and Nurkic have been out forever, but They've got McCollum back, which is the main thing. So the the lineup right now for Dallas is the same lineup they've gone with now pretty consistently, and that's Luka, Jay Rich, Hardaway, Kleba, and Porzingis against the stacked squad in normal starting five the last month or so before McCollum got hurt. It's Lillard, McCollum, Jones, Covington, and Cantor. And yes, these guys played the day before yesterday, it was a great game. Portland beat the Mavericks. Mavericks couldn't quite get over the hump, but it was high scoring. Both teams were good. Uh, there was a lot of contribution. You know, this game is almost so rich with, with some talented guys, it makes it very difficult. So I've already, as you know, I've proven here through these last games that I will be spending up uh, for my very, very top echelon guys uh, already. So as painful as it is, uh, I'm not sure Doncic or Lillard make my team. Now, I'd love to say, yeah, play both of them. They'll both make my uh, DraftKings clipboard because I think they're both very playable. But as far as fitting them in salary-wise with all these stars on the slate, I may not do it. What I may do is go to the secondary or a little bit cheaper guys. Um, I like Ennis Canner here. Uh, I think uh, Jay Rich deserves a look because he's cheap. Porzingis, who's not cheap, but he's a lot cheaper than Luca. Uh, another guy that deserves at least a look, in my opinion. Um, Tim Hardaway's been hot, but too risky. Great GPP play. Um, on the Portland side, you know, I haven't even glanced at McCollum because I'm so worried that he's restricted just on this comeback trail. Um you know, he's going to have some bad matchups. So if he gets 30 minutes, I think C.J. McCollum may be a very fine play here. Uh, at a price, it's still too high in my opinion, but he's dangerous, and I don't think he's getting much 
ownership because he had been out so long. So I'm going to consider him. Um, after that, you know, it's again, as, as good of a, a DFS game as this is, it's not going to be uh, my key game. I think that it could be close. I think both teams will use some bench. Uh, there's a lot of talented guys coming in off the bench as well, like uh, Carmelo, who's done very well, um, you know, et cetera. So Jalen Brunson also. Um, not my favorite game, although it deserves to be. It will be a game littered on my clipboard, but not probably in my final lineup. Uh, if I decide through news that I'm not going to play a Harden or somebody bumps out, then the next two the next two buy up guys on my list in no particular order are Luca and Dame. Uh, I really, really would like to get to one of the two, but I don't want it to do it in lieu of sacrificing you know what i've got in my main build prior to so actually actually i i uh you know the, the, take that back somewhat because we've got uh we don't want to get these two uh slates mixed up and that's what i've done here is that first four game slate is separate from the other the six game slate so don't forget as you're looking through these you know, don't screw yourself up and add a guy in that isn't going to be on the other slate. So look at them separate. I did the first four by themselves and then these six and try to really compare apples to apples. So I hope that really uh, gives you uh, some help uh, in building your lineup. So I'm going to get this podcast out there as quickly as possible. Wanted to make sure it got all the information to you. And uh, really hope we have the sweep. We, we had winner yesterday. We're looking for a winner on the early slate and winner on the late. Also have my golf lineup made a big comeback yesterday. They've got a chance to to cash for me. Uh, remember, we do a PGA, PGA show every Tuesday for that Thursday slate. Uh, we are getting closer and closer, 12 days away until opening day of Major League Baseball, which we just crushed last year. So we can't wait to get those lineups. They'll be lineups seven days a week for baseball also. And, uh, you know, we just, we'd love to have you join us, dfscoachtalk.com. Look up our right there on the different membership options that you have. So thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hope it helps you build out a winner. And uh, I'll be back uh, tomorrow again with my partner in crime, Mr. Andrew Hansen. So for all of the Coach Talk family, Coach Talk uh, uh, listeners, I was excited yesterday. My son Dawson, who's my youngest of the three, is was accepted to the University of North Texas following in his sister's footsteps, who I'm so proud of. She graduated from UNT, the mean green that had the big win in the NCAA tournament. Uh, she graduated from there with an aeronautical engineering degree and is working for NASA. My son is going there for business and finance. And my middle one, Lindsay, I'm super proud of, too. She is working and going to community college, and she is going to get her degree as well. So super proud of my kids. Wanted to mention it at the end, just as a proud doubting, uh, doting, not doubting, doting. <laughs> they, they tell you maybe doubting at times, but no, it's doting. Uh, doting dad for the three awesome kids. So uh, good good uh, wishes to everybody out there. Have fun on this Sunday. Enjoy all the sports, the NCAA tournament with all this other action we have going. It is going to be a full jam-packed day. And just hope we all get after it here. Love to have you as a member. So thank you very much for spending this hour with me. And uh, I hope we, that we uh, kill it today. And then we'll be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.